This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Pat, the Wolves are almost back to full strength. Carl Anthony Towns last night, I don't know if it was like he said on Bally's after the game. I don't know that it was like a movie. I'm not sure I go quite that far. I I don't think it was Hoosiers. I don't think it was Saving Private Ryan. I don't (laughs) think it was uh, any of that's what I said. It was such a heroic uh, occasion that I'm going to go watch Saving Private Ryan. I think he's... (laughs) Crazy a lunatic, but, uh, but saving Private Ryan Hoosiers or beating the Hawks on a Wednesday yeah, yeah. on two free throws. But <laughs> I will say, uh, even if he hasn't played in three and a half months, he's the guy I want shooting those two free throws with the game on the line. He's a yeah. excellent free throw free thrower. He's missed a few when they really counted in the past, but. Uh, you have full faith that he's going to make two free throws. He can. He can. He is amazing as a big man that can shoot the basketball. It's. Uh, it is. is a, it is amazing that he can shoot. The, he can score the basketball from distance, as they say. But uh, beyond that, uh, he is a lunatic, and uh, he was. <laughs> The fact he was so happy with himself at the end for the interview was unbelievable. But. I guess not. He was, uh, he was so, he was, yeah, that's like the most joyful I think we've ever seen him. So the, he hits the two free throws. The Wolves are up by one, and they, they take him out for, mm-hmm. to, to just put he a more turned. nimble defensive uh, unit out there when the, you know, just to cover more space, right? And uh, so as the timeout's kind of breaking up, he knows that he's coming out of the game, and so he's not even like paying attention, and the, they're drying yeah. up like their defensive game plan. He's literally talking to the Bally's camera. Yes, yes. You know, just kind of babbling and celebrating. It's like, dude, there's still four seconds left in this game. Let's just let's wait until the Hawks break apparently, their final I'm, I Apparently, I missed the push-off at the uh, Tarion Prince. Uh, uh, they're saying, the referee said after the game, that they cleared out the rebounder. And now, I don't know, was there time to still get a rebound shot up? The guy, I, I, he, he fired that. 33 footer in desperation with about two seconds to go. Right. I, I don't know, but they, uh, after the game, the official Ben Taylor said that uh, we missed a push, uh, a clear out by Tari and Prince at the end uh, and didn't give him a chance to rebound. So. Ben missed a lot. It what? wasn't just that. I said, Ben Taylor missed a lot last night. That was a, uh, both ways too. It's not just a wolves problem, but my God, they, the level of of lack of consistency of what's a foul and things like that is just yes. off the charts. Yes, it is. Now people were also uh, complaining that uh, uh, that uh, Cat before he got fouled was 
clearing out, but I don't think that was, I didn't see that as a clear out. I thought it was more of a, you're over there. I feel you. you know, yeah, he, he was he was getting bodied by John Collins yeah, and he's, yeah. you know. He's kind of going, ah, like that. I wasn't like, get the hell out of my way. So I, I, I don't think that was reversible, but uh, uh, who cares? It was a, it, it was a, uh, it was a fun night, a good game. You know what? I like the way they're doing. I like the way that Gobert is uh, react more reactive and out of the way more. He's not standing there right next to the lane, making it impossible to drive. He kind of he's moving around a little bit. It's not like he's going out looking for an eight footer or something, but he's not clogging things up by staying in the same place down there. And he's he's much more reactive to the to the glass by coming to the glass than the than he was just standing there and camping there. And they they finally figured out a little bit of uh, how to uh, how to play around him. And now it'll be interesting to see because uh, they were when the, the first twenty games when those two guys played together, it was really a slog. But I don't think it is. Uh, well, Con- Conley helps, and you could see some of that last night too. Oh, yeah. I mean, Conley is just a great traffic cop, and and he knows that's his job. And if the ball comes back. He'll shoot a three, but he's not. Yeah. He's not just and you know. And Delo's Delo's probably a better overall player, but you can't have your point guard always be looking for his shot first. And then if I happen to you know on the back and, half and of the it, shot clock, you know. And I will say it took him about five six games to figure out what was going on too. It wasn't you walked in and for sure because I he, he was not impressive the first game. He wasn't making any shots, but now. When he shoots, it's in a great rhythm now, and uh, you know the ball gets back, and and you can see what they wanted in him. It, uh, I was wrong about that. Now he's healthy too. That makes a difference. He's what he missed. Uh, I think he missed one or two games since he's been here. But yeah, he. Him, I think he just made Gobert feel that when when he's trying to do what he does, there's a guy who knows what he's trying to do. <laughs> you know, D'Lo was, D'Lo didn't pay enough attention to worry about what Gobert was doing or not. He just, uh, it, it was a good move. It, it probably, uh, it certainly for this year saved the trade, I would say. Uh, now it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Nas was fantastic last night, so you really can't take his minutes away, can you? So, but And we're not, not going just, to. Why not just play cat 20 or 25, yeah. huh? Yeah. Isn't yeah. Nas, is, Nas so, so the biggest difference between the time that cat got hurt against Washington and now I think is, is Nas too. Cause Nas was playing like 12, like 12 and a half minutes per game, Pat before that. And now he's playing more and he has been fantastic mm-hmm. offensively, would, defensively. Yes. It would it'd sure be nice to uh, be able to, figure out a way to keep him <laughs> but uh, we'll see if that's possible because the way he handles the ball now the way he sees the court and the way he shoots he's gonna get a lot of money from somebody so uh, it, uh but this team somebody idiot today on twitter i was up early this morning said i i pointed out that luca went down to uh des moines and had uh 29 8 and 7 last night or something i looked that up this guy says which one of the stiffs is he going to replace? There aren't any up front. No, no. They don't have any stiffs. I mean, Nathan Knight, who was okay when he played, he wasn't great, but he was okay. He had his moments. He never gets off the bench anymore. So he, they and have, Nathan Knight, if you put Nathan Knight every night like Luca Garza is in the uh, in the G League, he would also be putting up 25 yes, and yeah. 12. 
Yes, yes, that's right. But I guess they got tremendous depth up front now all of a sudden. And now that Cat's back, they... They uh, they got even more of it, but uh. and you know you know what's I think that one of the most amazing things about this team and because you, you talk about like Anthony Edwards third year leap so to speak, Jade McDaniel's offensively he's getting better, but the last two wins at the very end of the game they put him on fifty seven point Julius Randle and he flusters mm-hmm. him into a turnover to end the game, and then last night you can put him on Trey Young. Yes. He, he blankets Trey Young, who didn't even get a touch on the final possession. It's incredible. Yeah. I, I was surprised they didn't try to run something to at least run you. Young Young kind of went towards the middle of the court to try to get the ball in, instead of somewhere in traffic. And uh, But you're right. I mean, the guy is uh, – he's – man, and you appreciate how big he is when, he, when you see him guarding somebody. He's, he's a – Full six nine, isn't he now? Yeah. It's it sort of look, looks like that. So, you know what? It's a it's a pretty talented team that still might not make the play. Make the, everybody's got the same number of losses, so uh, it's 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 still you got to win. Got to win what six out of eight here to make sure you're in, right? Well, it, it, maybe not. It's six. it's hard to know. Like so, they're yeah, they're, they're thirty seven, thirty seven. Right now, they are tied for the seven seed with the Thunder. Uh, they're a half game up on the Lakers and Mavericks. They're a full game up on the Jazz, who are on the. They're, so they're a full game up on the Jazz and the Pelicans, who are on the outside looking in. So they're one game away from being out of the plan. But Pat, they're two games away from being the four seed. <laughs> They're two games back of a West. Kevin Durantless Suns team that's lost two games in a row now. Yes, yeah, the Suns have been the the flop of the year for sure. What uh, because of you know they they trade for a guy who never plays, and uh, it's uh, it is uh, it's it's a lot of fun. The uh, the Big Ten, the the NBA this year is a lot of fun. Uh, there's so many so many really good games, and there's so much offensive talent and. And uh, you know, last night was another one of them. Hey, how was the uh, how was the cat greeting? It was hard to tell on television. Oh, it was loud. Mm-hmm. It was we loud. It was very positive. It was mm-hmm. a uh, yeah. We we were thrilled. In, in fact, mm-hmm. I will send you it because I actually recorded it on my phone. I will send you. You can hear. I sent it to Dex. You can. You can also go to Scornorth uh, Twitter account, Scornorth social media accounts. Yeah. Has yeah. the Judd the Judd video. That's a lot to work. ask from Pat. That's a lot to ask right there. Okay. But anyway, yes, I can do that. I can. I can do that. So, uh, yeah, I I was surprised that. Uh, well, I guess I wasn't surprised. These are the hardcores who go to the game, so they they love Cat. They don't realize he's a moron. But that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's they don't care as long as he scores points. Yeah, he did, and he was—he came out aggressive and fired up and trying to, but he did not absolutely. He didn't ruin. He didn't ruin anything last night. He played. <laughs> he played in the offense, right? He was. Well, yeah, he, he did. Ruin. He didn't seem to be like losing. Well, he boy. he played with joy for two hours. He didn't. Feel, yes. It didn't feel like he yes. was losing his mind at the officials, and no, that's going to be kind of the key. And then when you put Anthony Edwards back into this thing, maybe as soon as this weekend, and now all the pieces are. Are together minus D'Lo for the first time. What does that look like? And in a Western yeah. Conference, by the way, that's pretty wide open because of injuries. It's a, if they can just kind of get in and get it to gel a little bit, it'll be really interesting to see what they can do against the Kings in a seven-game series or something. Yeah, it would. It would. The Kings are. 
you know, the, the Kings are interesting team to play because they don't guard you. They just try to score 140. So uh, it would that would yeah, be which they might against these guys. Which we have, yeah, it might be an it might be 140, 135, six, seven times. It would be terrific. So let's uh, let's let's do it. Why not? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I like it. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Have you guys, uh, and for Pat specifically, I guess, because Judd doesn't really meet people because he just stays inside of his house in St. Louis Park. Mm-hmm. But when's the last time you were starstruck, like nervous meeting someone in your in your life um, and career? Uh, oh, boy, that would take uh, um, Willie Mays. But that was 2014. Uh, spending 90 minutes with him was uh, uh, you, you were really, you know, a awestruck. B, yeah. I hope I don't say anything that makes him end this. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, that because uh, he was, he's, uh, he's not that much of an outgoing guy. I guess, I guess him, uh, I, I have to think, but certainly there's been, there's been others uh, through the years that, uh, you know, Muhammad way back when Harvey McKay got me 45 minutes with him up, upstairs and, and at, before one of his book signings. Uh, so that was, Fifteen years ago, probably. So it, were- it it it, ha- it happened to me. This I was out in Los Angeles for the uh, the Barrett Sports Media Summit, which is all of the the sports media leaders and luminaries in the country, and then and then me for some reason uh, also in this room. And I didn't plan on feeling this way, but I was invited backstage to go meet my favorite professional wrestler of all time, Shawn Michaels. Who wrestled in the wow. AWA in the eighties, and then he was a WWF and WWE superstar. For those who don't follow, and so Jason Barrett, the organizer of the event, he knows I'm a huge wrestling geek, and so he texted me before <laughs> Shawn Michaels did like a 35 minute session on just you know entertainment and developing yes. talent stuff, and uh, and so Jason texted me and said, "Hey, if you want to come backstage, you know, we got like five or ten minutes before we go on." And I was like, "Okay, awesome. I'll go back and meet Shawn Michaels." And when I, I was fine going back, and then when I saw him, he's just sitting on the couch in the green room. My pulse went up like 20 really? beats. And, and so and, and someone introduces me to him, and I'm just like, I'm just like a stammering idiot. I said, uh, Sean, uh, I think I thanked him. I think I said, Sean, uh, thank you. Love following your career. And then, and then I said, and then I, I was just speaking in fragments, and I said, uh-huh. 1991. Target Center, and then I stopped, and he goes, he like turns his head sideways. He's like, "Yeah." I said, "Sorry, that's the first time I ever saw you wrestle when I was a kid. It was at Target Center, and then I saw you get in Miami, and he, he could tell I was nervous. And so he just like shook my hand, brought me in for a half hug, and then we took a picture, and then we talked uh-huh. for a little bit, and it was fine. But I wasn't expecting. It's kind of funny. Like, wait, I guess when you yeah, do this wow. and you do media and stuff, you just kind of get desensitized to it. But I was definitely. 
as nervous as I can remember meeting my favorite professional wrestler yesterday. So he's your number one through the years, through the decades, Shawn Michael. Yeah. Just like just the most incredible performer, athletic, everything storyteller. He's one of the best. He's basically our generation's, you know, Ric Flair, I guess. Yeah. If you well, I don't know because I never had the chance to meet the Crusher, but uh, that, that that probably wouldn't have been, uh, you know, he probably would have crushed a beer can in his head for years. Uh, Mr. Crusher, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I met Kenny J when he threw me out of a bar. I met him, and he was kind of a, a, a hero. Uh, by the way, now that you bring that up, I've, we're going to have to pass along the information later, but they're having some kind of an AWA reunion in late mm. April. Brunzel's very much involved, but it's like the first they're trying to have these. Uh, some guys trying to promote these things. They're not going to make these poor old guys get in there and wrestle. No, but no, please uh, don't. It's uh, it's some kind of an event, and then that, uh, that I'll, I'll probably be able to get a column out of that because. I do say that uh, my job security the last 12 years has been uh, dead wrestlers. Every time they die, every time one of them dies, I, I get to write a column that gets a tremendous amount of hits. It's amazing how the print subscribers still uh, still love the the AWA, and it's the one thing I do that I get lots of emails on. You know, you get five days later some. Some eighty-two-year-old who used to watch it with his grandmother is uh, is is e- emailing me. So I yeah. I can see that. Yeah, if you're into wrestling, I never got into, the, of course, the uh, WWE, but uh, the uh, which is was originally the WWF, right? That right. was it was better. yeah. And and so Shawn Michaels, uh, his tag team partner at the beginning was Marty Jannetty, and they were an AWA tag team in mm-hmm. the '80s, kind of toward the the end of the AWA heyday. And it's one of the most infamous, you know, tag team partner turns on his, his guy. Oh, moments. Really? If you remember, it was, they were doing I kind of a, remember. it was an interview in the Brutus, the barber beefcake barber shop. He did, <laughs> it was a barber shop and they would, he would interview wrestlers and stuff. And so they, they were, they were having some problems, you know, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels, but then they had reunited and everything was great and they reunite on the barber shop and hey, where everything's kumbaya. And then Shawn Michaels kicks Marty Jannetty's head off, just a blindside kick and then throws him through the glass window of the so barber the old shop. Resentment, the old resentments come pouring forth, huh? Yep. I wonder when the first tag, famous tag, you know, the guy who invented the tag team is the, should have a statue in front of every wrestling match that's ever held because they, you know, back in the thirties, they just had wrestling. They didn't, then they didn't, they could increase the drama so much with it. But, but the turn against your partner goes back to about two weeks after the first tag team match, doesn't it? It's it's a great trope. I mean, pressure became, went from bad guy to good guy because he helped out Vern, you know, against some evil as a third party he came in to help out Vern in a tag team match I think and then all of a sudden that's that's how you get a bad guy to become a good guy is you have him turn on his evil partner that's a great it's, great it's the easiest way yeah. easiest and way to get yes. someone the sad thing is I feel like in WWE at least the last few like the tag teams themselves they've kind of it's not as good as it used to be like it's kind of fallen off as like 20 mm-hmm. years ago there was four or five amazing stables that were good hey, for tag team 
Yeah. yeah. He's not holding a rope. Yeah. Marty Miller. He's not. You get back. You hold the meanwhile his partner getting hit with a building. Yeah. <laughs> getting stabbed with a shiv. Yeah. You needed to be in a very successful wrestling official. You needed inattentiveness. You needed you needed to be easily distracted if you yeah. were. Uh, uh, it's, it's kind of amazing that wrestling has held off instant replay for all yeah, for, right. for ch- the, the cha- they, they should have challenge flags where the manager of the wrestling tag team can throw a challenge flag you know that might that might happen that might revise it you have to have the big <laughs> delay in the middle of the ring while everybody's standing oh, did he get his did he get his shoulder off the mat we're gonna go back and take a look wait did he really stab him with a blunt <laughs> with an instrument here? Actually, you know, it's, we we joke about stabbing. There was a match. There was a match a couple weeks ago uh, on AEW, which gets a little more gory. Where uh, John Moxley, I think he stabbed your guy. Yeah, what's Hangman. his name? Cowboy guy, Hangman, with a fork. Yeah, with a fork, like Abdullah the Abdullah the Butcher style. From, uh, from we, back we've in the gotten day. out of control if we're stabbing each other with forks. I agree. It's got his hand like, crushed. Hey, on big a hockey day stabbing. today. Yeah. I'm going to have to – we, we do have St. Claude Mankato on TV, right, Judd? Yeah, ESPNU. 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 Yep. So uh, we're going to uh, – they're, they're 4 o'clock. They're 4 o'clock. Uh, Gophers and Canisius Gophers is at, at uh, 8, 8 o'clock. Yeah. Wild and Flyers are on ESPN also, I believe, at 5.30. So all three yeah, Minnesota Yeah, doesn't scenes. care about that. Uh, I don't care about that. The, fly, they're gonna, the Flyers at. aren't even – Worth worrying about the wild will beat them seven two. Now that they have the new off new Kaprizov uh, explosive attack, they'll yeah, beat they them seven to two. But uh, Saint Cloud could be. Uh, hate to tell the Mankato people this, but it could be uh, Mike Hastings' last game as a. I, I, he's one of the candidates at Wisconsin, yeah, maybe the leading too. candidate. So. And uh, Wisconsin hasn't done anything, so they're obviously waiting for somebody who's in the tournament. And uh, but St. Cloud, Mankato, the old traditional rivals, and then the Gophers. Now I got to tell you, I heard uh, Louie Nanny on his uh, on an appearance on Barrero the other day. Louie very fearful of Canisius. Uh, oh. Louis Nanny fears Canisius. He's trying to set up the loss for Canisius. Louie, come on now. If they don't no. beat him eight one. It, it'll it, just because they took a dive against Holy Cross fifteen years ago. You, <laughs> this team cannot lose to Canisius. Okay, it's going to be eight two or something like that. Somebody has to replace Sid as far as the foreboding, though. It's <laughs> yes, got to be Louis. He's going <laughs> to. Yes, yes, it does. But uh, he didn't. Uh, he uh, he's very defensive about any uh, any possibility of this Gopher team getting 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 defeated and uh, I think they'll have their game back and you know they'd only played once in three weeks right before they played uh, Michigan because uh, they had the bye in the one week they're and, rusty uh, they're rusty they were rusty they were rusty but I'm uh I'll, I'll be watching that game and uh so that's I'm, I'm Mr. Hockey today by the way I, I retweeted a a great column I wrote a couple of years ago about the origins of the St. Cloud Mankato rivalry when they were playing they were playing outdoors, and each of them had a pestle. Uh, Jeff played for uh, one t- uh, for uh, Man- Man- no Saint Cloud, and his brother played for Mankato. And uh, they would uh, all get uh, overserved together at the post game parties, and uh, it was quite a uh, 
Steve Martinson, one of the greatest fighters in the history of uh, minor league hockey, he had like supposedly over 300 fights or something and thousands of minutes and penalties. And I, I got a hold of him. He played for uh, St. Cloud. And he said, you remember on the uh, on uh, ice fights as much as he remembered going to a beer party in Mankato after a Saturday night game there. They stayed over. What coach let the, the St. Cloud players stay over in the party town of all time? The coach probably party went town. back. <laughs> College town. And Martins had said that was a great brawl because some of the Mankato favorites. So they 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 didn't fight that much in the game, but they had a hell of a fight at the post game beer party in Mankato. <laughs> so it was back in the day when they were, you know, both Division Two back then, uh, when hockey was not what it was. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to see these, uh, somebody by the way, somebody sent me an email. The NCAA's great idea to put all three Minnesota teams in Fargo and fill the arena. He said he was trying to get tickets because he, he, he wasn't a gopher season ticket holder. He couldn't get tickets. And they were 33, priced at 33 bucks a piece. That's the best he could find on the market was $400. Wow. There you go. Genius. The, the, the three towns were buying us, sucking up all the tickets. And I, I think one ticket gets you into both games, right? Yeah, even though they're four and, hours apart. And Shields Arena, I don't know if you've been there, Pat, but it's all lower bowl, and I think it's only five thousand. It's actually yeah, really, it it's holds, a really cool arena, uh, but it's a smaller wing rink. It only holds five thousand people, yeah, yeah. So maybe you shouldn't, have, you know, maybe you should only send two of them <laughs> instead of having, you know, the, the Gopher hockey crowd is not one equip or any and certainly not St. Cloud and Mankato to spend four hundred dollars for a ticket, are they? No. I don't think so. No, no, not the latter. Well, all right, enjoy uh enjoy your hockey weekend here. Well we'll talk to you tomorrow too. So uh yeah. all right. I'm I'm going up to Fargo Saturday if it's the Gophers and uh, one of those uh well it will be one of those teams but uh, if the Gophers fight off Kenesha. I don't I don't even know what Kenesha's nickname is. You know what I know about Kenesha? The Griffs, I think. The uh, the Canisius sister Canisius was the uh, eighth grade teacher and the uh, and the school principal at St. Gabriel's grade school. And she hated me. (laughs) She was she was mean and she was strong. She would strangle. She, when she got mad at you, she'd attempt to strangle you. you yeah, that's get the way, way it worked back in the day. You say the wrong. You say the wrong thing. You get physically attacked by your teachers back in the day. You wanted to release her hold before you were dead, but you couldn't go home and complain because if you found if she found out she complained, she'd strangle you again the next day. That was, that was actually the first professional wrestler Pat ever met. Yeah, was yeah. Uh, that's, great that's why I root against Canisius. It's not because <laughs> they're playing the Gophers. It's a, I had Sister Canisius in my horrid past. So. <laughs> All right. All right, Pat, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, Roycey Unchained on the Score North YouTube channel.